Welcome back, everybody, to Barely D&D, your sort of Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We haven't done a Barely Explained in forever, um, and that's half because we haven't had to stall for time in a while, but also because, <laughs> you know, we have a good opportunity with us. So um, this is Zach, your DM, joined by Landon, and uh, very, very cool. We have a special guest. Jake, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, I am Jake. I am the DM from uh, another D&D podcast called New Crits on the Block. We've been yeah, doing it is. for four years now, I believe. Wow. Yeah, he has. Close to. Crazy. So it's 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 been a journey, but uh, super happy to be here. Happy to talk to some other D and D creatives, some some uh, another DM for one and a player too. It'll be nice to see other people's perspectives into the in the world of D and D. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Um, so it's been a little bit since we did this, but we sat down and we did this with Jared from Shatterblight a while back. Now we're doing this with Jake from New Crits. Um, we're obviously going to do the standard podcast thing where we plug stuff. We're going to do that. But um, if you if you are genuinely curious listener, uh, I did a lot of listening on Jake's recommendation to New Crits yesterday, and uh, it is genuinely very good. Uh, it's very funny. Um, it's it's a little more digestible, I think, than ours. Uh, if you're here for the two hour, very thick episodes, that's ours. But um, New Crits has a beautiful running time. In fact, I got through four episodes and didn't notice that I had. Like, is is very good for if you've got like chores or commute and you're trying to pop something in and enjoy it really quick. Their podcast is fantastic. Um, they also have a lot, so you're not going to run out anytime soon. <laughs> and it's so. easy to understand where where everything is because I, I, Jake, mm-hmm. I haven't listened to as much as Zach has, but I looked over y'all's podcast and I see how y'all organize it into arcs, which I really think is a good idea, like very listener friendly. So that was really cool. Um, but definitely, yeah, I basically, give them a listen for sure. Yeah, we we definitely workshopped on a lot of that on how like our our big thing because I I love Critical Role. I haven't gotten through it. <laughs> but I do very much enjoy it. And, and like, there's only more I, all the time. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of one of our thing. Our big things was was getting in and, and having that nice, like, crisp hour-ish mark. We have some that go a little over. Uh, I think one of our one-shots ended up being almost three hours, and we cut, uh, cut out a lot <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> we cut out so much stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, no, thank you. That's actually, I, I really appreciate that. That is uh, the arc thing worked out a lot more in my advantage since of how long the story has gone uh considering mm. it's gone god 52 weeks a year for <laughs> four years it's a lot of episodes yeah so we're, we're somewhere past 200 episodes now That's wow so, crazy yeah <laughs> it's a lot yeah, it's been a while so I have a question. The summary oh, of all Zach, that. Sorry, oh, my bad. I'm I'm stepping said, on Zach's toes. My bad. I'm awful <laughs> at dancing and I'm awful at podcasting. All right. Too, I guess. Okay. All right. <laughs> the summary of all that, listener, is that if you're just if you're just even the smidgiest bit curious, go listen because it's and as I'm learning, uh, he gave me a lot of good recommendations yesterday. But start with uh, bo- Borel's bogus adventure. Is that it's Borel, yeah. right, Jake? Yeah, yeah. So that's the little like. Pre prequel to one of the characters like becoming the adventurer that he is. So we started the campaign at level five. So this is all of like we're trying to hit all the characters, but essentially it's him pre level five adventurer. Yeah. So if you if you don't if you're like I don't know about another podcast, start with Borel's bogus adventure because the the first thirty minutes of it is just um office space, but D and D. And I don't know how many times I laughed. So just start there if you start nowhere else. But um, Thank sorry, Landon, what was your thing? 
No, I was going to ask how y'all became a podcast. I'm very curious. Um, like, so, were y'all already <laughs> playing together, or is it just like, hey, yeah. we want to record stuff? So it seems like we actually started the same way that you guys did. We're, me and Zach were talking a little bit uh, before the podcast, and yeah, we pretty much we were playing D and D for about a year. One of our players was like, "Man, we're pretty funny. Let's record this." So we did it to an iPhone, and uh, we re- listened back, and we're like, "Oh, that sounds really good." And our editor was like, "Yeah, but we're not putting that out as an episode. Like, I want you all <laughs> to know that there's no like." There's so much cross talking and like background sounds. He's like, I literally I can't put that on the internet. So then we got in the process of like making the podcast and everything like that, recording some episodes prior uh, to release, and then yeah, just started just started coming out with episodes week by week. That's so cool. And level five, did y'all what level did y'all start at when y'all started playing like off mic? Uh, level one. So we did okay. the uh, Lost Mine of Fandelver, the starting set for 5e. I think the original one that they first mm-hmm. came out with, and love that. Love that. If anyone's looking to like really dip their toes in a nice, like easy to run uh, adventure, Lost Mine of Fandelver, super great. Lot of like uh, notes out there for like new DMs, how to like run things as well, like just googling stuff and like a lot of youtube videos highly recommend it great great adventure cool. yeah we, we played through that and then i got into level five and we're like ah well we don't really want to play level one anymore that was <laughs> we don't <laughs> want to hard we to don't want to suck yeah it, it just was like when we were trying to think of it from like a podcast like podcast perspective too of like oh yeah well all of us running around like smacking things with the staff as a druid it doesn't really sound as cool as like oh yeah now we get some like level two spells i believe yeah. in level five yeah so you have a little bit more like fun to, to have you had uh and or a little bit more like creative ideas you can do as well yeah yeah i um i remember what the what triggered us to start recording is not it, it was almost it was it was weird is because i mean zachary had a few groups in his world at the same time and I heard through the grapevine that another group was starting a podcast. And I was like, wait, you know, like, you know, like first child syndrome. I don't know. Like, I want to be the main character. <laughs> <laughs> and I was jealous. I was like, you're funny. We could do this, too. Like, we could do this. And so then I, like, went to my wife and I was like, can I please spend a lot of money on recording equipment? <laughs> I promise it's worth it. And I'm like, OK, I guess so. She was really excited. But um, dude, mad th- shout out to Mel. She has. Yeah. Wow. She edits our episodes too. Uh, my wife is phenomenally supportive of a hobby that I was not into when we first got married. Um, <laughs> yeah, she really didn't <laughs> sign up for that. Right, right, man. Um, yeah, that's really cool. That's D&D, that's- though. That's Dude, that's how you. That's I, yes. always how it starts. It's a. It's a. Oh, hey, I bought a pair of dice. To hey, I have twenty pairs. To now, hey, I have started mm-hmm. a podcast. <laughs> you wake up. You you like you start with you're like wow d twenties are fun to roll and then all of a sudden one day you like wake up and like character sheets are falling <laughs> off your face and there's d fours <laughs> in your fingers and you're like how did I get here? D and D, not even once. Not even once. <laughs> <laughs> What's the um the you wouldn't steal a car thing? You wouldn't roll a dice. You wouldn't kill uh, a gnome. <laughs> oh man, don't ask Abby about that. Who knows date? Well, mm, well, yeah. Just um, and also Jake, just like as a as a quick heads up like by format we tend to uh, just just out of the sake of not making guests be like hey did you come with questions we tend to ask questions 
Um, but if you have any at any point, feel free to like, there, there's no way this has to go. Um, yeah. In the past, we've done a lot of asking because it's weird to make your guest ask you questions. <laughs> um, I, I, but I totally there's no understand. rule to that. Just yeah. if it, for whatever that's worth. Um, but I wanted to ask, um, so we, I, when we talked yesterday, we talked about, I talked about how we have Jackie and she's like a real life bard. So as a bard on the podcast, she makes her own music sometimes. And I talked about how I'm like dabbling in making music for us. And, uh, basically I've had like a couple hits, a couple misses. Um, the main issue is that I just don't actually know that much about music. I know a lot about like tempo and structure, so I can, yeah. like, sometimes it works, but, um, I, I was listening to some of your recommended, uh, uh, episodes and uh, saved by the Mel. First of all, dang, that was a good episode. Um, Thank you. Uh, there's this there's this part in Atlanta where their editor does this really cool stuff. Where basically, um, tell me if I'm getting all this right, Jake. Is it an Archfey who comes and talks to Leaf? So or... that is what she's turning into, essentially. Oh. That is that is like the progression. So it's it's. The best friend of one of the characters that essentially like sacrifices herself to get rid of the the big bad evil guy at the in that arc, uh, yeah. and it's her essentially saying goodbye to her like long lost friend, and yeah, the music okay. he put in that was okay. So what what Jake does is the like the character comes in and time stops everything, and then uh, so everything gets frozen. And only Leaf, who is, I think, my favorite character, um, gets talked to by this very powerful figure. And um, the editor put this, like, echo effect on everything Jake said. And oh, wow. so then, yeah, so then, like, there's this whole other voice that not even the best DM can do. And then the scene ends. And then you're, you said, who, who did you say your music guy was, Jake? Uh, Matt. Then, so A when the ranger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He just had the balls to do just, like, 45 seconds of piano uh just like it just cuts out after an emotional moment and then they just have a piano track for 45 seconds and it wouldn't work if it wasn't like gorgeous but it is so it's just this beautiful piano piece in the middle of the episode and i was like am i feeling things and then <laughs> uh and then the episode cut right back in with the time stop and i was like i never in my life has it occurred to me to have like music accentuation at the end of a anyway so yeah. not just to hear me ramble the point of that is um like as like how how have you guys developed uh i guess the music side of your podcast because i know you've talked about how it's like very much all matt um but yeah like, it's it's we you guys have saying you have a, like a blessing in in landon's wife and things like that as an editor we with matt be it literally i i tell him like hey so i want like I want to sound like a really loud bear, but I want like the echo from like the chamber to be like heard through that. He's like, got you. And then you listen to the episode and is it like, as a DM, they're like, oh man, I can't, I can't make that sound. Like I can't yeah. do echoes in the background of like a hundred different voices. There's no way. And he just, he started off doing it. Um, he got really big, a big inspiration from uh, the adventure zone, a really big, like, mm -hmm. D and D pod like comedy podcast, uh, and it's one of the the DM from that does all his music, and like that's yeah. like Matt dream. Well, to and be so as good as him, <laughs> as like what it what is it like to have basically what's it like to be the person running the podcast, but you know, um, a lot of times when it comes to like the edit and the structure and the music, 
you like need to hand that off to someone else? Like, how have you guys learned to to marry that relationship and make those two work really well together to synergize? Oh man, it took it took a little bit. Uh, for me, it was really just kind of letting go with like knowing that mm. Matt would subjectively see the good parts and like where the, the like the music needed to go and like sometimes he would ask me like he would say hey do you want like this here or we would message each other now it's pretty much gotten to the point to where matt will like look at me and like kind of nod during the episode and i Dang. nod back to him and we're just like yep and he then he i listen to the new episode and it's just like just amazing music put behind yeah. it i'm like all right like i thought the scene went well and now it just like enhanced it to a whole nother yeah. level like you just give him coal is... and he's like here's a diamond and you're like okay thank you yeah <laughs> i'm getting I mean, excited I think... i'm getting inspired to be honest like i'm like yeah this i'm i'm taking notes in my head right now <laughs> dude a small pieces of some music like i because when we first started i was like oh man i want like combat music playing in the background the whole time i want like adventuring music and matt just like put his hand on my shoulder and he's like let me let me show you to the to the pasture let me show you the holy land of yeah. well, like the perfect moments for music to go uh because he shot me down completely on the having <laughs> the music the whole time which i'm glad he did you know uh, i like it in like the podcasts i listen to but like sometimes just hearing those like big moments hit with just like and that's the only time the music comes in it, I, I definitely like hits different and that's that's part of what's so interesting is I think y'all's has to be one of the only podcasts I've listened to that doesn't have music the whole time. We I mean we do we do music the whole runtime of the episode, and um, it weirdly works so I don't know. Like at first I was like, oh that's weird. I don't like new things. And then I listened to the whole episode <laughs> and I was like, oh that's really good. They, that's like a part of their like brand. I don't know. It was it was cool. That and I think I think there's something about that like how intentionally Matt chooses to use the music um, made that whole like silence to fade in of the music to like coming, bringing back in the audio. I was like, I felt like I just watched a movie. I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's I one of his really cool. masterpiece. If, if you were to ask Matt, I actually asked a few of the guys uh, when you had asked me some recommendations, I asked them too. Cause I was curious. I wanted to come to the episode with like what other guys favorite episodes and every single player Saved by the bell, saved by the mail. That scene is like Dude. one of their favorite scenes with like the music and how it just like fades yeah. off the strings come in, and then we like pop back to the episode. Uh, really, just and there's like, I, like there's even a, I love it. There's a bit in there where you can tell the players start like genuinely arguing with each other, and oh, there's so much like, of that. Real <laughs> conflict is awesome. So I don't know. It's just cool. I am. Uh, I I've had just so many breakthroughs in my head listening to you talk about music and sound design and that using it to support the narrative of the podcast and the story that you're telling. And um, oh my gosh, like I feel like I'm. Though Melanie edits probably seventy percent of the episodes out there, but there is a real, I guess, fear for like me and her of like stepping on the toes of of what this world that Zachary's made, you know. Of this this beautiful masterpiece that I know, in my opinion, I, I I really enjoy it. I'll call I can call it that. I don't know. Well, I know I'm playing in it, so it feels like I'm just patting myself on the back. But it very much feels like Zachary's <laughs> thing that he's made. The world's cool, and the druid's so handsome. Yeah. How does but, that happen? Yeah, so good. <laughs> <laughs> I there's like a, there's like a tiny bit of fear, and so of like I don't want to do something that messes with the vision of Zachary. But hearing. I guess the potential of just like working mm. together to 
use that sound to support the emotion that you want to convey with the story that you're telling together is very, I don't know. It's, it seems so obvious. <laughs> like, it seems like something you should see right off the bat, but I'm like, Oh my gosh, like that's so deep to me. I, I'm going to, I want to, I'm going to start messing around with that, Zach. I don't know. Maybe we can start. Dude, thinking, heck yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I, I think the big thing too, is when, when I like let, when I just let Matt do his thing, one of the things we had talked about was me being the DM. I know, I know, you know, you know, you know everything for the most part. Obviously, players will surprise to an extent, you, and, right? yeah, yeah, and then they'll surprise you with some something that they've been working on behind the scenes, and you're just like, "Well, couldn't have wrote that even if I tried." You but, you know everything until you definitely don't. <laughs> yeah, but the players see the game in a different mm-hmm. in a different way than the DM does. We see mm-hmm. it as like, "Hey, we need to hit this point, this point, this point, this point to get to here to foreshadow this to then get here." We're thinking like you know a a, a bit out. And we want to get to that really cool thing. So we're like, yeah, yeah, this, 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 this. But the players, you guys see this, like the small things, I feel like. It's, uh, sometimes to our dismay as DMs. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, where you where you spend 20 minutes on a chicken that has a gold necklace. And you're like, dude, that's got to oh be goodness. someone. And you're like, no, it's just a chicken with a gold necklace, dude. It's, it's just, oh it's just a chicken with a gold necklace. I thought it'd be funny. Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've had them on Grand Narrative. And then they've been like, uh, can you re-describe that bread? What does it taste like? Oh, what does it smell Zachary, like? Can I get more bread? <laughs> Zachary made the mistake of saying there were crabs on a beach one time, and we spent 15 oh minutes my looking at crabs on a beach. And um, Well, hey, you know, sometimes you just gotta know. <laughs> Which was fun, but I'd planned this whole town, and then they were like, okay, I catch the crab. And I'm like, it's, okay. It's, okay. <laughs> it's very apparent on, on player side when like we've hit the wall of things that like Zach is like, there's nothing here for you to look at. Like there's no secret. And I have better things in store for you because he'll stop like describing things and he'll just <laughs> he'll start being like, he's like a point of pinching damage from the crab. It's a crab. Yeah, it's I, on the sand. And I'm like, okay, okay, cool. We got it. Like, let's go. It's, it's a very interesting style. Um because like our episodes can go so long, like they can go yeah. so long. And a lot of times Zach prepares so much for it. And, and um, it's, I feel stressed sometimes to like experience everything. And, uh, and then I like bounce out with like, well, I'm supposed to like be authentic in this world as a character, you know, but, but also it's like, I know like all the time that like a DM puts into the world, like I'm sure Jake, you can understand like, like it's like it's like oh this whole arc that i just made an organization that i crafted with people and personalities we're just gonna set that back in the box for maybe never <laughs> all right so yeah what do y'all do in the bar uh, no, just... but, yeah, but you yeah. have to sometimes yeah it's that's that's the point of like the collaborative storytelling that mm. is any any like honestly super enjoyable and fun like tabletop rpg i feel like that's that's why we all sit down it isn't just for like uh, us as a dm to like have you guys fight cool things and like <laughs> i also want to see what you guys do in the world and how you guys react to a certain situation that i made that i'm like yeah there's this is how they're gonna do it and then you just like blow my brains out with like some crazy spell or like well Dude, heck yeah if can i do an arcana check and i'm like for what and you're like this <laughs> and i'm like what I'm sorry, you. No, you can't. Uh, yes, no, you can. Yes, you can. But we famously in our. Oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. No, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just saying that. That and that's that's the the moments I live for is like doing the DMing, is the surprises. Yeah, if you're if you're a DM to be in control, 
Uh, there's a lot of ways to to do you know D and D and TTRPGs, so that's fine. But if you if you showed up to GM or DM to be in control, you should probably be writing a book instead. Like, yeah, you 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 definitely need to. The best thing you can do as a GM is show up and let everybody do their thing. But um, yeah, oh totally. I I played some nitty gritty like hardcore style uh game. Like I think it was three point. Uh, 2.5 oh my goodness dude it was it was brutal crunchy it was 3.5 uh it it was it was brutal but it was so much fun the fear of like oh dude i'm about to run out of rations today (laughs) yeah (laughs) because we're in a cave for four days was was 5e is extremely bent toward player survival extreme oh oh you mean the fact that you can sleep and heal uh 58 points of damage for eight hours just take a take a quick nap (laughs) somebody stabbed me yesterday but i had a good night's sleep i got i'm not even that i just took a nap and i'm a barbarian so i can (laughs) i have uh you know five d12 hit dice yeah yeah that's something i want to do on the next on the next campaign is uh incorporate some other like uh healing things into 5e because i really like 5e but man the healing aspect of it like i, w- I want to do like some scars or something like that a little too far in the podcast now to incorporate that i feel like right. but <laughs> maybe next maybe next uh campaign oh we do we we um we have the grievous wounds homebrew i think a lot i think it's like it's common enough to where a lot of people know about it but it's it's uh something that I think Zach was a big fan of um, at first because it's like, right. It's like, it also like fall damage. Like you can just fall from terminal velocity and survive if you're a raging barbarian. Like that doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. I, I've, I've seen the memes for those ones. They're always, <laughs> <laughs> always great. One of our barbarians in the last fight got down to four hit points and it, um, it was from like a fire spell. And so like it, we made it like Zach made it in the game to where like his hair is gone. Like his beard is gone. He was like a dwarf barbarian. And also like one of his eyelids is like used half closed now. And he has like scars up his face. That's awesome. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Like there's Which a fear. Is... There's a fear of like something awful happening <laughs> to our characters. I have very, I have very patient players because, um, I mean, I, th- I think we do a pretty good job of communicating. We have a good relationship as DMs and players, but, um, uh, I, I just drop stuff on y'all every so often and you're very patient with me. So um, I really appreciated that from Micah because I didn't tell her I was going to do it. Yeah. Um, and uh, when, when, cause it had been like a day. And so the way that we flavored it was cause they, they fought this big villain who surprised them. I think you and I talked about it a little bit and yeah. um, uh, he, he knew he had bad burns on his face, but the magic, like people were healing with magic. So it was like, ah, yeah. it's like other wounds. Uh, he'll be okay. And, I like there was a little I'd, I'd already established a couple times in the campaign that like characters were getting some scars uh, and that same barbarian has like a really large scar on his ribs on his right side from that same enemy at an earlier time. And um, uh, so he knew he had damage there. And the way I flavored it in the moment was like all your hair is burnt off. And it was like everyone was like, oh, that's so funny. And uh, that player has made a really big deal the whole campaign about that that dwarf and his hair and his beard. And uh, when he woke up, uh i like so basically i started the episode with that character having a nightmare and about the villain they'd already defeated um yeah which is basically like yeah cool i'm glad you've defeated the enemy you're still traumatized like (laughs) you're still a person (laughs) um and so then after waking up he like uh he like starts touching his face and you realize he can't see as well on one side and um 
uh, and that like he's, it starts, he starts putting together that there's like stubble on this side of his face, but not this side. He starts realizing he's never going to be able to grow a beard again on this side. And he's like bald over here. And there's, it's basically like Suko from Avatar, the last airbender, but like turned up to like 11. Love and, that. um, That's awesome. Yeah. I have very patient players is the takeaway. Oh, patient players is honestly a god. It's a godsend. Dude. I, I've, I've yes. thrown some evil, evil things at my players. Uh, the last recording session, I I had my paladin make a a deal that uh oh man I don't know how many of my my list my our listeners will pop over here I know probably Landrig will so I'm not gonna spoil it for him but uh man it was looking in someone's eye and seeing how affected they are by a, kind of a decision you made for their character but yes. like to help the story. And then seeing them just like play into it, just like at a at a snap of a dime, like just yeah. super fast, just right away, just take it over as like that that is their character is honestly I feel like just a really beautiful moment in oh, in storytelling at all, but mm-hmm. especially with like role playing games, I feel like too because it's like you a lot of the times, and I don't I don't want to speak for you guys, but like I play with my sister my brother-in-law my brother some family friends that i've known since i was like 10 so like see these scenes and these interactions between like kind of not strangers but like in the game kind of strangers and like how they interact through that is crazy (laughs) it's kind of wild like watching my sister cry at an npc death and then, like, have my brother-in-law, like, comfort her. And it's just, like, but, like, at, not as a husband, but, like, as a friend yeah. is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, I was, I was listening to yeah. some of your guys' stuff, too, for the episodes you were recommending, Zach. I didn't get through all of them, but I was listening to, like, the Lord. Well, they're long. Ones. Oh, well, <laughs> I, you know, I, I still, I'm going to, I didn't want to spoil too much. So I was trying to, like, hop around because I did start your guys' mm. earlier episodes. Um because I I gotta say, dude, I love love the lore. Thank you. Thank like, you. it is you you can definitely just listening to it. You can hear the the love and like the work put in behind it. I'm a little bit more lore light, but like can really <laughs> Which appreciate. Is fine. Yeah, because because our thing is like we're very much a a podcast that like work comedy forward. We'll go on more mm-hmm. tangents than sometimes story for the whole hour, but. That's just kind of our our jam. Yeah. But I do yeah. really appreciate like the in-depth like lore and the explanations, man, are just pristine. I was listening well, to a you. few of them. I, I think it was the episode twenty one with the mm, Cockadoodle Doom. Yes, yeah. I was listening <laughs> to that one and then episode twenty two and then the, the, ma- the the magic shop ones. Yes. And all of them. The voices, really good. Love those, man. I was just Really, like, from DM to DM. Good shit, well, man. Thank you, that man. was so good. That was really good. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. But uh, yeah, no, I I really appreciate the like the the depth of lore and that you guys are that you guys are rolling with in this one. Like, I I do agree. Jumping in on the later episodes was you know, you would say something like, I feel like this means something different because everyone just ooh yeah. and on, and I have no idea what's going. <laughs> so I can't wait to go back and listen to the beginning and actually. Ooh and all along with everybody else, but uh, yeah, I just it's wanted a, to let you guys. I wanted to say that 
if anything well i i really appreciate that and it's very high praise from another dm uh i think uh i mean i i appreciate it from a player but i always really appreciate it from another dm because they understand the amount of work that goes into it um and i think if anything could be said of my dming style i think you could say it's a problem like that's an addiction it's not healthy uh i'll be there's times on the weekend from a friday to saturday i'll be like i have an idea and then i'll start writing and then i'll look and i'll be like oh wow the sun's rising and uh, I'm like, I didn't sleep last night. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> hey, it definitely you know, it can go a bit hard. I think it's great. You know, yeah, I mean, as long as as long fun. as you're as long as you're still healthy at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> healthy it's... is a loose definition. That was a loose term. <laughs> you know, you're breathing. You you can you can take a nap later. Or, you know, fall asleep a little later. But I'll I'll, uh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. But uh... yeah, I, I feel you with that though. With the with the sometimes inspiration just takes you and. Uh... It, it'll be a few hours until you get yourself back. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to actually go back and hit on something you said for a second, which was, um, this is, it's interesting, Jake, because the last time we did this, um, we, I, which is not to compare one interview to another, but it was very like formalized and structured and we like address the topic and keep moving. But I talked to Landon yesterday. He, uh, he messaged me after we were done with our call and he was like, Hey, how'd the call go? Uh, and I was like, Oh, we're still talking. And he was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, like, it makes me think like, Again, no pressure, but I think we could very easily do this in the future because I just feel like I'm talking with you. Um, yeah, no, dude. So forgive I, the... I, I love I love having chats yeah. about D and D and and you guys have a very like uh, I don't want to say vibe because I I feel like I might <laughs> have been saying that a little too much uh, lately. But you you guys are cool. I, you're very I personable it. people. You know, you enjoy the space. You care for it obviously have a, a fun time doing not just podcasting but but playing with friends and yeah. i love doing that too so it's a pretty easy topic to just kind of it's not hard. roll off the tongue yeah and i feel like well, most we got a gift of gab i feel like everyone here yeah. easily <laughs> hopefully, chat. Right? yeah hopefully or we should really get off the mic um <laughs> yeah right but i wanted to uh, i wanted to go back and you you touched really uh, uh really briefly on like the quality of players and i think <clears throat> I think because the DM is the one clearly coming to the table and being like, hey, like I brought this prepared thing. I think it's easy to give the DM all the praise. And it, you know, like players, please encourage your DMs. That's a great habit. Um, but uh, I really, I really do think the quality that players bring to the experience is a little underrated um, because, like, I don't know. I th- it sounds like you really give. When I, when I listen to your podcast, I get the clear impression that your players feel appreciated by you at the table and it, like you can you can tell by how much um they uh they like feel permission to do weird crap um yeah and uh <laughs> it's uh, like man i don't know it, players come up with the coolest stuff like i i can't think how many times i showed up with like a 9 11 page word document of notes for that episode that week and then uh like a player does something and I'm like, well, shoot, that's better. Like I, that's better than what I wrote. And ah, there've been so many moments. Um, we, so my question, I, I didn't give a question here. My question is <laughs> like, good. what are some of the moments as a DM that like really like either, either, either like have impressed upon you, like, wow, that was beautiful. Or like burned seared in your mind is like, Oh wow. That really turned me on my heels. Like what are the moments from players that have just, massively like completely switched everything up on you but in the best way um so recently it was one of my players casting feeble mind 
um, yes, on someone someone that was being possessed. So I can only you can only assume oh. that someone that's trying to fight a possession gets feeble-minded. The it's not the possessed entity that gets feeble-minded; it's the right. owner of the body uh, that gets. So that I had to kind of like pause everything and like take a few steps back and like give Dang, me that's a moment. Brilliant. Yeah, I had to think about that because she said it, and I like. Ben, our rules lawyer, looked at me, and I looked at him, <laughs> <laughs> and he just like put his head down, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." So one second, uh, I need to dude, think when that. your when your rules dude is confused, you're like, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he looked at me with with more of uh, a terrified look in his face because he knew what that meant. <laughs> Because he had already, he's like, I already read the spell, I already mm. read it, and I know, I know all the words in it, and he just kind of like, ah, so I not, it was, but it was great. It was story-wise, beautiful moment, super good, changed the story for the better or for the worse, depending on yeah. your perspective. I think depending for the better, from a yeah, from a storytelling uh, perspective, from a character perspective, it's still probably the worst thing that could have happened. Right, <laughs> right. But, uh, and then, ah, man, I think some of the smaller moments for me is when they feel like they can add to the world uh, mm. with, like, very small, minute details. Like, uh, oh, like, my my character's dad owns this store in this city. Um, mm. And then, you know, eventually crafting that into the story, because now that's that's a thing that is a part of them. Or, like... I think some of the funnier ones are where like they've they've started um quote unquote businesses. Uh they've become rat <laughs> exterminators to get into a castle. Uh That's good. <laughs> and the druid summoned a bunch of rats and things to invade the castle so that they had Made rats a to a problem to fix. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. I'm getting some good ideas from this. Oh. <laughs> Great. Uh so that and then you know that company being a thing later down the line um is that's that's the stuff that i really enjoy is just those kind of smaller things and obviously them doing something either like um conflict solution just like oh yeah i was mm. gonna we're gonna have this crazy battle scene and you're like well i don't really want to kill this guy like, dude. well, this battle's gonna be really cool, dude. It's gonna be super sick. We're gonna like flying things are gonna be going around, and this big monster's gonna go ah. And they're like, yeah, but I'd rather just talk it out for half an hour. It's like, all right, well, and then it goes great, and it's a really good scene, and like a lot of like emotions in it, and like for like, uh, yeah. I guess like motifs of like forgiveness and all is yeah. usually the ones that we yes. end up hitting, which makes sense when you're about to kill someone. You're like, ah. <laughs> uh, better All not. Right. Yeah, we'll 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 figure this one out another way. Um, but yeah, but I think to answer your question, those those kind of those two are my like big ones, like forgiveness in the way of like con uh, conflict resolution and like yeah. them world building without any like push from me. Heck yeah, I was act and then I was curious actually, Landon, to ask uh, yours. Um, and I, so I kind of, you're obviously not the DM, but I was curious, like, <laughs> um, what are, so a two part question for you, what are moments that a, the moments that like when another player did something that you were like, Oh shoot, but like in a good way. Um, 
And then B, what are moments that you as a player have felt like, I don't know, like either really, you really enjoyed that you, you really felt like, oh, dang, I can like change this story or, um, I, I don't know. I, like, I think you get what I'm asking, even if I don't quite have the words for it. I, I really love finding little things that I can do to affect like an encounter an event that I know you didn't consider. <laughs> like when we, <laughs> Which is like your mo at this point. Said all players ever. (laughs) We were under the ocean trying to get something from a shipwreck, and a giant lobster attacked us. And I was like, "This." I was like, "We already had what we needed." And I was thinking, "Like, why do we need to stay here? Like, I have water walk, so like we could literally just (laughs) eat ourselves to the surface." And um. And it didn't end up working because we dropped the thing we were needing to get. And so it kept us down there as we were trying to get it. But like almost like on Zach's face, like for a split second, it was like, he's like, oh, like y'all just aren't going to fight this thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, um, and I, uh, oh, in yeah. like hindsight 2020, uh, the, when you guys did beat everything, um, you found a, that spell like, that those spell like things that the cleric was holding and the magic staff that Greta now uses. And so what was going through my head was I was like, I made seven spells and a magic item for this. Don't leave it. And you guys are like, Oh, bye. (laughs) Yeah. And like, as a player, like I wanted to fight that thing, but like, as a character, it made so much sense. We have the thing. Yeah. Cause we're very like conflict avoidant sometimes, which is awesome. Like what we were saying, like my favorite spell is suggestion. Um, that thing is rocks. It is a Swiss <laughs> Army knife of conflict de-escalation. So um, I I was watching that on the the episode twenty one. That was nice with the chicken pirates. Yeah, with <laughs> the yeah. chicken pirates. Yeah, so I totally understand what you're talking about. Yeah, suggestion. I, oh man, any of those charm spells are underrated. Yeah, the fact it doesn't have disadvantage in combat, which is the craziest thing. Like, which is insane. <laughs> it's a more powerful use of charm. With no disadvantage. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Just one level higher. It's crazy what one level of spell will do, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Not, wait wait until you guys get up into ninth level spells. Now, oh now it is... I don't know if I'll ever have a campaign go this far. In levels again. Yeah. I love <laughs> I love the cool spells, I, but man... Is it rough to know which one? Like I'll, I'll know I know all the ninth level spells. Yeah, I know what they can do. Do I know how to plan for wish? No, you can't. It's impossible. Yeah, <laughs> no, you can't. What do you? you what can't. do you? What do you do when someone wishes your campaign over? Nothing. That's it. You're done. Obviously, yeah. I hope none of my players would do that to me. But <laughs> those yeah. spells, man, are very fun, but also kind of crazy to deal with. Uh, and feeble mind, one of them. Dude, Wild spells. Nuts. It's a. It's so fun to use as a dm oh, terrifying <laughs> who it's going to be used upon <laughs> yeah i i i realized that druids can teleport in a way even though they can't <laughs> i can't wait till i get two level seven spell slots which i'm just now realizing is going to be level 20 so who knows if that's ever going to happen but they can plane shift and if you can plane shift uh if there's a teleportation circle you can go to that teleportation circle so technically a, a druid could plane shift to a teleport circle in another plane and then 
plane shift back to the material plane, whatever whatever teleport circle they want to go to. So it's like, but you have to have two slots to do it. So I'm really excited about like, I really love using spells in ways that like they're not originally intended, but like they fill like a void like that and like really weird or creative ways or compounding spell effects. Like I love that. Like if I get like a concentration spell out there that's doing something like using like feats and spells in tandem, like, um, uh, like fire sphere, I think it's what it's called. Flame sphere. And uh, like the polar master feet or the sentinel feet, like it's crazy. Like you just like lock oh, down. It's crazy. So that's like, a good that's a good feature for a lot of up close. I love that one. I think anytime I play a melee character, I have sentinel on it. I well, I the took coolest polar thing is master as a druid, which uh, yeah, like Landon has basically made a battle <laughs> druid, which is yeah. really cool because <laughs> I mean, living the archetype is dope, but. We definitely have a couple of characters in the party where especially I think Boz is the best example where like, yes, he is very much a powerful caster and a druid, but um, like he's kind of the second melee slot in the group. He really which is, is. He's the magic melee, which is yeah. amazing. It's so cool. I try to yeah, convince yeah. our wizard to be a, a, a battle mage. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he kind of ended up being like a, a weird mix of like a. So like the whole joke with him is that he loves wrestling, <laughs> but he okay. was he was just too weak to like become a wrestler because he had, just funny. has a mage's body. <laughs> so every so he has like sixteen dexterity, or like maybe fourteen Dang. dexterity, one of the two. Yeah, so he's very like he's got he's got the dex. So he's yeah. drop kicked a few people, uh, <laughs> wrestled <laughs> with a few a few individuals here and there, uh, which is. Well, I, I think it's so really fun. fun, like what you're talking about, yeah, like the yeah. kind of breaking those archetypes and making new like classes with them. I've played like a control, uh, like a crowd control version of a battle mage, which is like mm. ca- running into battles, casting web, lighting it on fire, running through yeah. it. <laughs> just, Dude, heck yeah. Love it. It's, and then you take Sentinel with that and you're just like, no one can leave me. I, you cannot get away from <laughs> you me. You are I am- here. And then, you know, you cast suggestion and they turn around and you're like, no, no, stay with me. Stay right there. I'm going to go kill your friend real quick. Just yeah. hold on. And let me hit him. You can you can be mad at me after that. But for one turn, you have to just stand there. Dude, yes. Heck yeah. Oh, my gosh. That... Oh, sorry. My br- I just no, did the okay. thing where you like you think of something and then like you're like you lose it and you like desperately try to grasp back at it. But it's, okay. it's gone right. already. <laughs> Yeah, so take it away, Zachary. Um, so I, this this is a very tricky question because obviously the whole point is to not do spoilers. Um, but I, so I'm curious because our campaign is like I kind of after looking at new crits, it kind of feels like you're like the Big Brother campaign because you're about twice as old as we are, and about twice the size. Um, so. I, I was curious to get your your thoughts on this, um, and I'm gonna have to be really careful with my response because my player is here, and yeah. especially <laughs> one of my two players most prone to thinking like, okay, well if there's A and then there's B, then there's probably Y, and well, so I can mute it. I can I can hop out for a second. No, 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 no. I'll I'll be I'll be no, no, no. <laughs> it's, you're here. You're here, and I'll be careful about it. I'll I'll just be thoughtful. Um, Here's my notepad. And also, I'm not good at hiding things from you, so it's not like you're not going to figure stuff out at some point anyway. But um, I'm curious to get your thoughts, Jake, after so much time running this world, because you, you've you've talked quite a bit about a, a second campaign. Where are you curious to see things go in a second campaign? And this doesn't necessarily need to be like 
plot or spoilers, um, but just sort of like what what aspects of a story or of mechanics or of anything that you've kind of hinted on at this point are you curious about exploring in future storytelling? So I think my biggest one is I want to delve a lot deeper into doing more of a like very loose, almost sandboxy, like create the story together. Like obviously I'll build some like encounters, but we'll start at level one. And this is like my idea, but I don't know because it's not, it'll be a lot harder to keep up and like prepare further out and like have that foreshadowing that you kind of want to for i feel like a good story you want to foreshadow something at least even a little bit i'm not the best at it it's not my greatest uh skill as a writer so it is something i'm trying to work on but uh yeah so trying like having a sandbox so like having a few adventures letting them build their own like mm, main story essentially like whatever yeah. like throw a few things at them see what one's like oh we really like that have a few villains escape and come back yeah. but that's been one idea I was tossing around um i also did a long time ago probably probably like right before covid happened was like a twitch stream where me and a bunch of the community like made these islands and like i had a really fun idea of like oh well this is going to be like a new world or maybe in the world but just like out of touch with civilization is like these five islands with uh that were on like the backs of uh giant dragon Dude, turtles. Dude, heck yeah. And they're they each one has like uh varying like you know, you have like your ice drag uh turtle dragon yes. your so each one has yes. like different biomes and they built like a main city of kind of like uh you know like the educational hub of all yeah. four of these islands. I've already, the thing is, I've already kind of done like this whole giant season, this whole campaign is like a big play on like elements and things like that. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to do another like element thing <laughs> based thing. But I'll also, that was a really fun idea that I was having. So I have a bunch. I'm not really sure which one. I also kind of wanted to do something like a reincarnation because as, as a giant anime nerd, uh, reincarnation is really big <laughs> and i do like some of it done well and there's a there's a lot of examples of different routes that like mm -hmm. uh, artists have taken with it don't know if i could add to that <laughs> or you know uh make a new experience with it especially like i don't some other like D, &D podcasts that are really amazing that have done something like that like uh dungeons and daddies I don't know if yes. you guys have ever heard of them. Yes. Oh my gosh. Right. Love Landon loves them. Yes. Love them. Yeah. <laughs> so they've done something like that. I I love that idea. I just don't know if like I already I, I don't I don't know if it's like outplayed or kind of a cliche at this point to do something like that. I, I don't my players don't really like it, so I don't want to like throw them in their <laughs> face either. <laughs> like ah oh, well it's my story, here you go, kind of deal. So I, I got a, I got a few ideas, but I'm I'm not I'm not like I'm not too sure because I know you said you have like multiple stories going on in the same world. Like you've built up this world. So I'm only assuming that you're going to kind of continue it in some sort of timeline within your yeah. built world. There which are, is, uh, there, which is awesome. There are very, there are definitely clear directions for it to go. Um, but I almost kind of take that as incentive to let it change a lot uh, and to let it do different things. Um, I have a habit of, uh, of, 
I, I so I take notes while the players play. And there's this big joke at our table where every once in a while they'll do something. And then Jackie or Abby, one of the two will be like, he's taking notes. He's taking notes because every <laughs> once in a while when they do a little thing, I'll be like, oh, OK. And then I write that down and then I just let that butterfly effect outward. Um, so there there are definitely like four or five really tiny moments from the campaign that I think everyone has completely forgot about that are like my goal is that, you know, should it ever exist? All speaking hypothetical, but should it, uh, that at some point in campaign two, one of the players is like, like, you know, halfway through an arc, they're like, oh, shoot. And they they get how point like, you know, W connects back to point like C and that like the thing in campaign two as a result of campaign one. And the funniest thing is that I think a lot of it has come from the other campaign, actually. Um, I think about half of what the second campaign will be dealing with will be the products of the campaign that's not our podcast just because um, they just had this really cool little phase of their campaign, this like month long period where they were just like, yeah, let's just, let's just poke every bear. And um, they made some world changing stuff happen. Uh, they gave some people some things. They talked to some people and I, and oh. I was, just, I just kept writing things down. I kept being like, well, that's campaign two plot. That's campaign two plot. So um, it's great when the players write the story for you at yes. a certain point. <laughs> it, that is, it, it that makes... is very much my goal. Yeah. It's for players to create the story. Um, but before I give my answer, um, Lando, I am curious to see um, what sort of in a hypothetical second campaign, what are a uh, story? I promise I will answer. I'm not dodging the question, but what are hypothetical story elements that you would be um, fascinated to see explored or excited or dreaded? I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, I may be on a one track mind, but I always think of like, oh, the end of the world happens. Um, and like it's like the ruins. You of are what... so convinced that this campaign is gonna end in apocalypse. You've said it like I don't know 14 why. times. I don't know why, but it's like it's like I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just funny. Head. You're constantly like <laughs> Yeah, so uh when we get out of the fallout vaults, then uh <laughs> No, I think it's gonna be like whoever survives like surviving in like the rubble of like what was. I don't know how far into the future it'll be, so I guess that can change things. Also, if like traces of people that we knew from this campaign like escaped to a different plane of existence, like that would be cool. Like refugees in the Feywilds or the Shadowfell, that'd be really cool. That's a cool um, idea. Um, or like realizing, like being in the material plane and realizing that groups of people were like placed there for certain reasons, having to like go through and like bring people back or help people like in different planes of existence after like a cataclysmic event happened that affected things um i don't know i i i would love for it to be the same world with the same places because i'd love to see like you know change like what happened how did it happen who did mm -hmm. it like i love that stuff like i played through elden ring because it's a great game but also like i played it for 80 something hours because like i lived for getting the little tidbits of lore in the item descriptions yeah. which is my favorite and so i would love to you know like familiar places see what they changed how our choices affected how they were changed you know <clears throat> so i'm really excited for that but if i mean if it's something completely different um i don't think it's bad well, either i don't think there's a wrong way to I'll do just it. go ahead and i will give you this spoil um it will not be completely different um uh i have not spent what must be at this point hundreds and hundreds and hundreds i don't know i don't know what number i'm flirting with at this point of time on this world to just be like ah, and on to the next one like I've drawn too many maps. <laughs> the, the word documents are too big. So it will definitely still be in Yalabudin. But um, okay. 
Okay. Very interesting. Very cool. Um, yeah. So I think maybe with uh, like the Fey World or the Shadowfell or anything like that. Well, as of yet? Landon, we just did in the last session, which was really cool. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, Druid, Fate Connection, you know, yada yada. It's basically his tale as old as time. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but Beauty I and the bee. <laughs> I uh, got sucked into the Feywild in the last episode, and uh, I, I, it's funny. I, I should be caring more about spoilers, right? Because anybody anytime can listen to this. But I'm definitely gonna have to put like an episode description, like, hey, if you haven't listened up to yeah. this episode, don't listen to this. But. <laughs> I got to go there, and Zach's flavor on it is really cool. I um I I don't know how I'm gonna get back for a long time, but I I love the Feywild, and the well the first podcast that I ever listened to was not another D and D podcast. Okay, and and uh, that was before I even played D and D. I just knew the College Humor people, and I loved them, and so I was like, well, let's see what this is about. And I like did not realize that like planes of existences. Like we're there, and then all of a sudden they're in the Feywild, and like Murph, their DM is explaining it like, oh, it's like a mirror of our world, but weird, but like not in a good way. Like, like gnomes are violent, and pixies want to trick you and keep you there forever and <laughs> turn you to stone. And it's just like such gnomes a random, cool place. Like, I, I'm a big fan of the Feywild, and then just like the evilness of the Shadowfell, like it's parallel. I love that too. They also went there later in the campaign, and um, I wish there was more like material released by wizards of the coast about the shadow fell it feels like there was like one from 3.5 and then you know uh it's very oh, the great module from 5e that everybody loves um uh, uh something about light Can no it's light? the it's the vampire oh curse of strahd yeah curse of strahd like that oh um, yeah i've played i've played a bit of curse of strahd I, I know, that's the good. one module i would love to like 100 percent go through which i told zach we, here, we i was like we had started a little bit of it and then never actually like I think we did two sessions of it. Yeah. Matt was a DM for it. That was really fun. Oh cool. So I got that to be a, a player played as a bard. Did not go great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, trying to persuade wolves not to kill you, uh <laughs> maybe not the best. <laughs> trying to sing to some wolves, man. <laughs> I've told uh Landon's brought up a couple times now that he wants to play Curse of Strahd, which is dope. Um, and there is a part of me that gets really tempted, but I, I, I played a little bit of that. One of our players a long time ago and the other group tried to uh, DM that and, uh, and it was fun, but you know, just scheduling and all that. Um, but I think, I think I've made terms of the fact that I'm so homebrew addicted that like, if, if, if we play a module, I know I'm just going to end up rewriting three quarters of that module and that just feels like so much work. So I don't know, but maybe, maybe, um, maybe we'll have an instant campaign break. Uh, always nice to fill mm, something in too. That's what we've yeah. been doing with our one shots. He's usually scheduling uh, issues is a one shot time. Right. Yeah, we do that as well. Scheduling um, issues are also a barely explained time. A barely is, explained time. This is the time. first time that we've ever done it when we haven't like had to. Quote yeah. Unquote, you know what I mean? Which is really cool. Well, uh, we just saw Jake and like, we're like, he's such a cool DM. We have to. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, the so my campaign to answer because the professor wouldn't dodge the question. Um, I think again without too much spoilies, uh, I I I am I've hinted that I'm interested in there being a time jump. Um, I'm not gonna say a whole lot more than that, but yes, I definitely want to see 
the world change and I want the players to uh, a have the opportunity because the world's very big. So um, I would say that you guys have still not explored the majority of it. So there's majority, plenty yeah. to still look at. Um, but uh, I, I would love for you guys to get the opportunity and I would love for campaign two to take place in other places in places, you know, to, I would love for you all to need to like go back to find familiar places, but I would love for you all to see those places have changed um, in some ways, you know, greatly and in some ways, very little. Um, I'm also very interested in, I think writing campaign because it's really interesting because uh, the fun guys in the accidental adventures, they have their own story, but they are very much simultaneously getting caught up in the story of the other party, um, which is kind of cool. Uh, they basically, it's like it's like the avengers are real in their world and it's not them and yeah <laughs> uh, forgive forgive me if it sucks landon but i think it's it's kind of like a cool aspect and effect hey um, it's great they saved our lives last time so yeah we are eternally grateful uh, as they say <laughs> um so uh i think the whole plot for just like i have two different campaigns but the higher level they're getting the more they're going to kind of turn into one and um, it's very much like a Landon's apocalypse uh, predictions are not entirely unfounded. It is very much like a I, I didn't know if I was going to take like going to get one stab at this world. So I was like, well, let's go big or go home. Um, so it is very much building toward like a, you know, we win or everything explodes. Um, so I would love to see the second campaign be a lot more political and a lot more investigative and a lot more. Um, I mean, it's D and D. So the way five E is structured, you kind of, if you're going to get to a certain level, you have to have an apocalypse because the yep. players get so strong <laughs> that like, you know, if your enemy isn't trying to destroy the world, like the players are just going to sneeze and destroy them because at some point, you know, the Druid wakes up and they're like, uh, man, we've been traveling together for about a year and we fought some things. And I think maybe I've figured out how to bring people back from death forever. And you're just like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, uh, characters just turn into, they turn into the Avengers at some point, except maybe stronger. Um, so the demigods, uh, essentially. Yeah, they, they turn into demigods almost kind of our, by the end of our the druids, Our druid can now be a polar bear and cast spells. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Fly as an eagle and cast lightning strike. Wait, regular like, polar bears can't do that. I'm pretty sure they can. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, you've never seen them not do it. Um, <laughs> we do have it's... a running joke that polar bears are the strongest form that a druid can take. Uh, I, one time, I mean, maybe <laughs> it's very it, strong. It, as far as the tankiness, I think it is one of the stronger yeah. ones. But yeah, it, that that level of like. I was like, okay, so I can't, like, I, you have to have some level 30, you know, or, or uh, challenge rating 30 monster approach them because they're like, well, I just uh, go through all the trees and also I am a polar bear and now I'm an eagle and now I'm casting lightning ball at your face. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. How's it going? Um, so, it's, like, I, I I know that there are, there have to be some really large scale threats and I've thought a lot about those, but I, I want for there to just be a lot of... Um, a lot of smaller scale, like sort of dig in things. And I want a lot more of the conflicts to be created internally. I'm also very interested in um, things getting a little weirder than they have in campaign one. Um, I want to, uh, I mean, we, well, the accidental adventures has actually had a lot of it, but um, I, I'm, I'm very interested in the weird and I'm very interested in, uh, 
in going places we haven't gone in every sense of the word. Um, and I haven't talked about this a ton and I'll, I'll build more on this in the future, but I am interested in campaign two being a little crunchier than campaign one. So I have been thinking about some mechanics just to make it a little harder and uh, a little more dangerous and a little more, um, cause our, our, our party's getting pretty experienced. So at some point I really want to see you guys have to like really think about some things, but, uh, well, crosses bridges when we get there. I think Maya is just box. playing um, with plastic bag. What? Big diseases happen like that. We can catch okay. them. Nobody ever gets sick in D and D campaigns. You know what no I mean? No one like, ever gets sick. I don't. Well, why, I mean, why is no one? Everyone gets immune <laughs> to yeah, so true. many. Like, yeah, the problem is you live in a world with clerics. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I think there are healing spells out there that like are specifically geared towards healing disease. But I don't think mm -hmm. like regular healing spells. I don't. I guess it's a, no a table rule. I, I think I did a disease one time when they were like closer to level 10. So I think here is the one I'm thinking of that does diseases mm, yep. and some other mm -hmm. ones. And I think that's a fourth level spell. Yeah, there's there's Something that, like that one. But then there's also the problem is that like some like, you know, language is often loose on spells, which is a good thing. You want it to be because you want players to be able to get creative. But then you can make an argument that greater restoration. It's just relieves the medical industry of needing to exist because yes. its language is basically like you restore a creature basically um so it can kind of solve almost anything i think that's yeah. why i do like the grievous wounds things even with like heals like yes. uh i've i've listened to some podcasts where they had a pretty brutal grievous wounds thing essentially anytime you hit like i think it was 30 percent of your max health or it might have been Dang. it might have been a little bit more than that. Thirty percent, thirty percent your max health, which is a lot. Like people don't think about that, but like if you're really playing like some gritty D and D, thirty uh, percent of your health is like kind of nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like that's, most, that's what I'm most, saying. Yeah, most combats are like played around your thirty percent mark. Yeah, exactly. especially with like yeah. Uh, so they had Dang. it to where like yeah, it was like scars, cuts, kind of like how you guys were playing it, but a lot like they would come out of a you would come out of a combat with like six or seven like pretty bad wounds across you dang and like they uh, they Which did it cool. to where instead wow. of like half half your what was it for like an instant kill it's like double your health in one hit mm -hmm. essentially and then i think what was it three three was like the if you went negative of that so you yes. can still get down there they went half of a half like so you went into half Dang, your max negative dude. it was brutal but the intensity of listening to that yeah. when you know the stakes of like oh there's not really like that safety net that like dnd mm. usually gives you so it's like oh hey we have 30 percent health oh just got a grievous wound oh i'm down and i got hit by five. Oh, that's Dang. pretty much all my health at level three. <laughs> oh my gosh it's yeah, it was crazy what I don't know if I'm going to go one. quite that hard, but I'm not going to lie. That is that is some of the sort of stuff I'm thinking about for for a second campaign. Again, yeah, that, that's really gritty for sure. That's... That is such a low threshold. I mean, I yeah, think our was... rule is you have to take more than half your health, I think. Which is a half fair, which max. is a good, yeah, usually a good, I think that's around like the normal, like either you that's get wild, down 30%. or half your health. Yeah, 30%. And so you, yeah, you would, you would like take a healing potion, that wound would heal. And then the guy would like hit again and it would just, he would describe it as like, oh, that one just got worse. 
because now you just really relash that yeah really fun to listen to but yeah sick and i played a few that they didn't have those rules but were a bit greedy i think i said it earlier but or grittier but heck yeah very cool i do i do love the intensity of those ones that kind of game i would like to try something like that for a one shot too i think that would be fun to do like a I've always really wanted to try different systems because I've not played mm. anything really besides D&D and only 5th edition at that. Like, I've looked yeah. at rules from, like, you know, 3.5 to 2, 1, 4th uh, edition, even though not a, pe- a lot of people like those. I like the <laughs> crazy hero abilities that they give uh, players in that one. But uh, I really want to do, like, Call of Cthulhu. I yes, the oh, idea I want to do Call of Cthulhu. I really want to do Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> The the terror system in that game seems really fun. Wild. I've also I don't know if you guys have seen the Jenga one, where you this you like you're building a story and each time the like the game master has like a conflict for it, you pull a piece of the Jenga set. Oh, cool! And like you keep going and i'm not i can't i've I've watched it played it's been like a few years but like sure. i can't I, i'm pretty sure like the end of the story and like where everyone dies is when you mess up Django, or each individual dies when they mess up the Django. i can't remember how that Dude, rule goes but that is cool <laughs> so you can fit you can physically and like visually see the like intensity of like as you're getting farther in the jenga set of like oh god guys we're gonna die like this isn't good we only have a few moves left that one looked really fun as well dude i just looked it up it's called dread and it looks amazing dread yes that's what dude. it is that one i highly suggest uh, suggest trying i've only seen it on youtube and i really want to so do it cool. oh my gosh the jenga blocks are soaked in blood oh <laughs> they like splattered with blood on the jenga blocks that's crazy yeah, Landon, quick note on all that. Um, I am very interested in Call of Thulu, and I would gladly run. I'll tell you what, in between campaign one and campaign two, if I'm looking for some buffer time and material, I would gladly run a mini series of Call of Cthulhu. Um, Me too. The Dungeons and Daddies did a, a really good Call of Cthulhu series, and that's actually why I joined their Patreon for a while is because I just had to listen to it. They do characters very well. Yeah. And, um, Oh my gosh, like they pulled no punches on the high consequences of that of that system. Yeah, if and we want to do a if we want to do a 10 or 20 episode like Call of Cthulhu thing in between campaign 1 and 2, again speaking in hypotheticals, um I would I would gladly participate in that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Anywho. Be great. Um oh, there was there was I know I know we need to wrap up at some point, but there's something that Jake said there for a second that really jogged my mind but then i lost it so never mind um <laughs> you got a lot of dm uh, stuff in your head man it t- that uh, takes up a lot of space it's, it it's a lot of it it's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of space in the hard drive um well before before we kind of wrap up um uh i know i'm very much throwing this at you jake so if there's nothing that is could not be more okay but um are there any sort of topics that you were interested in investigating or any questions you i don't know anything on your mind um, um i i always love uh talking about the improv side of D. and i wanted to okay. i was seeing how you guys felt about it like how like when you first started because i know like a lot of a lot of the guys on my podcast uh were very concerned about doing like the improvisational <laughs> portions yes. not so much before we had mics but very much so after we had mics mm-hmm. uh 
and like how like have you guys and even more i guess more so zach like i can really see the improvement and like the talent that they have like started to garnish as like a just a result of doing this podcast for so long um so like have you what like what have you seen like their uh, improvisational skills improve since they've started like how how have you seen that awesome question i'm really glad we opened the floor on this last part because that was a really good topic yeah um this is an easy answer but yes holy cow it's hard um, not to. I feel like when you when yeah. you enjoy it and you're having fun, it's really hard not like because you just want to get more into it. Yeah. And the more into you get it, the more fun it becomes. So it's I feel like it's like you taste it and you're like, oh, yeah. my precious, I need to yeah. improv more. <laughs> yes. yes, get into character. Yes, feel the Dude, feels. Yeah. Well, and I so and I I love that you even there there is definitely more to the answer in that like yes they have improved as I think every group does but I think especially I've DM'd. F- uh, three different campaigns at this point and uh, it's not a competition but um, in terms of improv specifically we have something really special with this group um, I mean every every group I've DM'd for has brought different you know uh, strengths to the table literally um, which is great but this group um, like it's kind of this far into the process it's clear that we accidentally made a group that like works very well in that department together um, because when we started everyone was very like well I don't, I don't know but uh i don't make the thing happen dms make it stop make it stop i, I don't know um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh at this point like on first of all if any of us weren't funny at the start of this everyone has gotten a base level of funny just from like being forced to do this every so often and i think the funny people have gotten even funnier so that's great but also um like i think there have definitely been some times on the campaign where like they've just been like, ah, minding my own business, walk around the world. And I'm just like, ah, trauma. And they're like, oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to have to react. So everyone is definitely getting better at that. Um, but it's, I love that you bring up that question specifically because our party is getting really good at that. Um, one of our players, Abby, at the beginning, like she basically straight up told me, she was like, hey, um, I love this thing we're doing. I love the shared game. But she's like, I'm not doing the heavy role play. It's too much. I appreciate it. I'll never do it. And uh, I was like, sure, absolutely. I massively respect your boundaries. And I never pushed her ball on that. But I gave her plenty of time to fall in love with the story. And now all yeah. the time she's like, like just the like a couple weeks ago, she called me and she was like, okay, so I was thinking this for the backstory. And I was thinking this is how I could play out that. And I was thinking, and I was like, yeah, 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 you are. And then. Um, <laughs> Welcome. Uh, yeah. And then recently. Join us. Uh, again, I, are, are we putting a spoiler warning on this, Landon? I will put a spoiler warning on this. Okay. And this will come out after the episodes <laughs> we've recorded. So the party recently had uh, basically a massive plot twist knife turn in their gut recently when they learned that their beloved DMNPC was a traitor. Um, and no one saw it coming, except he self-admitted it. So he was basically like, you guys have just kind of slowly broken my heart and I can't turn on you anymore. Um and Landon, I brought him uh, soup. That's what finished it off. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, there's more to it soup. than that, but yes. Um, <laughs> people do it, man. Yeah, <laughs> people do it. Right? It's good soup. Uh, but um, uh, Landon's character, Boz, I think he ha- he basically had a meltdown, and uh, his character has been for the whole campaign so far has kind of like always held it together to an extent, and he just like melt down and freaked out, and it was awesome. Um, and then we have a play and, and Jackie's but like, I'm not trying to highlight anyone more than anyone else, but we have a, 
Micah, Landon's younger sister, my cousin, 17 year old high schooler. We've turned, we figured out like, oh, maybe she's an actress. Like from the beginning, she had no problem, no problem improving dramatic moments. And we had a moment, uh, uh, 10 episodes ago or something where they were in a castle and they met these guards and uh, they were like, like they started out the episode and they had that like second session energy where they're just feeling goofy and they were just like, Hey guards, how's your day going? And then the guard was like, I'm having a rough day. And then the barbarian was like, um, uh, what's, what's going on in your day? What's going on? And then they, 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 we had this 20 minute scene where like the NPC started crying and then Micah's <laughs> character almost made real players at the table cry where they like broke down like this guard's life. And I was just like, how are they doing this? Yeah, I don't know. Dude. It's wild. I've I have gotten in a big habit of uh, making deals, uh, having my characters make deals with uh, extremely powerful entities. <laughs> um, I heard that. that is good practice. Uh, yes, and it is the most recent one I gave uh, was pretty brutal. Uh, Ones I've given before, I think one of my favorite ones was uh, our wizard who has like the powers of like the fire element. Um, mm. We call him the uh, we call them the Titan Children. So he's a oh, offspring of like Titans essentially. Yeah, and he had talked to his Titan, and the Titan made a deal with him of like, yeah, I'll give you powers you won't remember this and i got a favor and Dang. him playing out the like loss of memory because I, I explained it to him it's not like you don't remember there's a spot where you like there's supposed to be something you have like there's something there but you ju- it's just like a blank for you and the way he play, like, he just right there he's like he kind of like was playing it playing into like the fear of it and stuff like that especially mm. after like what he just did which is essentially just like napalm this whole like uh invasion oh i that listened was to happening. that episode i listened to that yeah. episode dude yes yeah, arc seven yeah arc sorry, seven sorry, was sorry. yeah that so i was actually good arc seven is i think where i with obviously we i think at that point we'd have been playing for two years i already know they we've hit some like serious notes and some fun after that one i was like oh these guys are like in in like they're, they're ready to, for it. Yeah, yeah. they're ready to cry like they yeah. are ready to straight up cry to me <laughs> or to yeah. themselves or to each other um there was uh just honestly i think it's the spots where like i don't have to talk and mm-hmm. i just sit back and watch them go preach jake uh, preach the <laughs> these last four episodes that we just recorded so i don't think these will come out for another month or so uh but I think over three episodes, I may have given like 12 descriptions. Mm. And then it was just the players. Dude, yes. Amen. Oh, it was, it was so, I just, (laughs) we got to the fourth episode and I was like, honestly, guys, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do anymore. Like, I forgot the, (laughs) I forgot I was supposed to come here to DM. Like, I was just over here watching (laughs) what's going on. I'm over here with popcorn. It's awesome when campaigns can get to that place. Mm. Oh, it's, it's a beautiful moment. Just watching your players, like be invested that much into the world and like care about their characters and and that oh man it's just death kiss and what you're talking about too with like chemistry i feel like is also super important like obviously i've i'm sure maybe 
I don't know about you guys, but I've played with a lot of random people as far as like D and D goes. I've done it a I've played, Yeah, yeah. I've I've gone on to Reddit forums to find D and D groups through Roll Twenty to find D and D groups because I found it and I was like, oh my god, I need I, this needs to be every moment of my life. I need more. I need more. <laughs> yeah, and I I deemed a little bit like, oh, playing is really fun too. So I wanted to play more and more to like gain that experience. Um, and like the chemistry of a of a group really changes the i think not even just the style of play that you have like the the amount i, I don't want to like the amount of fun but like yes in a way no, it, I mean, it, it yeah. is because it everyone working together and everyone coming there to like not like i guess the best way is like you don't have the player that's like well that's what my character would do and like that's yeah. fine if that's what your character would do but don't there's everyone. I'm sure a lot of DMs and, and maybe a lot of players know that 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 player that's like, well, I had to murder you because like, I'm a I'm a savvy assassin rogue and you had hella money, so I'm just gonna murder the whole team and leave. I'm like, oh cool, that was a fun story to play. Like sometimes it's cool and when it's done right, but not always. Uh, Typically not. Yeah, I yeah, very much it, feel where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah, that, and to agree with you, man, I definitely landed on like the yeah. holy grail of of a chemistry between i mean I, it helps having family there with you because you kind of it's kind of a built-in yeah. chemistry yeah but like for D and everything like that just like being able to uh use each other and just like bounce mm -hmm. off each other and riff like we do it a lot more in like a comedic sense uh with also yeah. like that serious notes in it and uh man it's it's just so much fun. I like dude heck yeah. I have never we thought about I was like I was like oh yeah I wanted to do like a Patreon for a little bit and the only reason I don't really is just because we don't have a lot of time to make like extra content mm. and yeah. I don't want to like charge somebody for a content I can't make. So I'm like <laughs> hey right. you know whatever that's fine. Uh, Hopefully we'll get some decent <laughs> stuff later on down the line, get some more free time, be able to do some stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I I I love I love the chemistry part of it with like just vibing with somebody, just getting that, Heck yeah, dude, getting it, getting in the mode with them, and uh, having that role playing session and like improving and doing the the yes and portion of it is dude, yeah. just beautiful, beautiful portion of a D and D, which I mean the role play part of it. Everyone loves it, right? It's kind of the best part. It really is. It really is. I like I like episodes where we do like one episode. We didn't even roll a dice. I think at one episode we just talked. Yes, we, yeah. Whole episode, which was great. Those are, those are fun. Awesome. I, I sometimes I just throw in some random checks just to be like, hey, here, here you go, audience. We rolled some dice, right? You can't uh, uh, say we did. Also, it. <laughs> I'm the DM. Uh, make a perception check. Okay, okay, you're, you're good. Go back. Make a saving yeah, yeah. throw. Everybody gets scared. Yeah. <laughs> Dexterity <laughs> saving throw. I should you really. Know, throwing the the insight checks here and there right yeah sometimes i sometimes when things are just a little going a little too well i really should just be like constitution saving throw craig and then he fails it all that happens is just he farts like i really should do that at least <laughs> once oh i, I love the uh the tactic of just rolling a dice looking at it and then just nodding. oh my goodness yeah <laughs> it's like hmm. i have I think I've done it once. Or, I don't know if I've done it in this campaign, but once or twice, definitely when I can tell a group's getting too distracted. I don't even, I just, I just roll a dice, look at it. 
write something down and then and then they go like what happened and i was like nothing go back to what you're doing and they're like what yeah. and then all of a sudden they're like oh wow you guys got back on they're track i don't in, know how that yeah happened. engaged yeah are you I, frightened yeah. of something <laughs> i love checks that you know they're not really going to go anywhere but like somebody's like really into them and mm-hmm. um uh like there was one i was deeming like a, a one shot that we did and uh and Abby's character, one of our players, was on like the roof of this lighthouse, and she was like looking I over this this, this haunted river full of like monsters underneath it. And she was like a, like a monster hunter basically. And she was like, I want to see if I could spot something. And there was nothing to spot. Like there was nothing there at that point, nothing planned. But I was like, okay, roll. And so she rolled like a twenty one, and I was like, it seems like everything's <laughs> fine to you. And like those words, like it seems like everything's fine to you, like is some of the most dangerous <laughs> things you can say because what they oh, hear yeah. is like one there's something there a hundred percent and two a 21 is not good enough to spot it so I yeah afraid. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> those are those are the good the good moments uh yeah. i i really like the uh the pure role play like character building checks like in mm. the uh, like oh yeah like the bard going in and like well i want to make some money for the guys or like I want to, I want to yeah. the vibe, yeah. and you're like, do a performance check. And man, honestly, both ways, I've had it go great. Horrible, like they roll horribly, and you're just like, yeah, you're just not reading the tone, and you play more of like a upbeat, like let's go get them kind of music when you know your friends all just died. You, you just didn't read yeah. the read the crowd, or you have that that moment where you get the perfect sound playing, and everyone's like, get feeling better with the characters. Those are the yeah. ones I, I I like the like I think what you're saying pretty much like the kind of non consequential uh, roles but still like character building in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Heck yeah. Well, um, I probably have to. I imagine we have to put a time cap on this at some point, Landon, because I think yeah. we could just calmly talk all day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and clearly, we need to be doing more stuff again in the future. Um, so. Yeah, no I, would, pressure, I would love to Jake, do some stuff with you guys. Yeah, let me, let me, you know, we got time. There's, there's no rush, but let me know if you're ever interested in like, hey, we want to do something here. Y'all can do something there. Um, and uh, we can work more details out on this another time. But um, we really appreciate having you on. Uh, it's very fun to cross the wires and connect with someone else who's fascinated about this practice. Um, and uh, if you have anything to plug, we, we're not going to try and be smooth about it. Uh, if you have anything to plug here are your plugs um oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah so uh i have a podcast new crits on the block you can pretty yeah, much yeah, find us do. anywhere uh anywhere you find your podcasts podcatchers uh on youtube as well uh then you can find us on our social medias uh at new crits on tiktok i believe i think we're there <laughs> I, don't know, I don't handle that portion of it we got videos Jake and I had i'm a sure whole conversation about this yesterday <laughs> um we don't you know go give us a like give us a follow i'm sure it'll help uh we don't do we don't do any dancing videos or anything so probably not gonna hit it on that market but uh instagram is new crits on the block facebook same uh i think that's all the social medias we used to do Twitch for a little bit. We might start that back up again. Uh, it's just me playing video games and talking about D&D most of the time. Uh, or anime, really. One of my <laughs> one of my three passions. Uh, that's cool pretty much stuff. it. Yeah. Uh, you can, yeah you got a link tree post on uh, on our Instagram if you need to like 
find a spot or find our website or anything like that you can use well, that we can put that in the episode description too so we'll have their link tree in the episode description so if, if any oh, of those awesome. places seem uh great to the person listening right now feel free to click that and uh, give them some love uh jake has been amazing and uh really looking forward to how i don't know two podcasts in the D community just working together it's awesome, and uh, the new crits people are really collaborative great, so. storytelling. That's right. Oh, together. Yes, it well, comes so back much. together. <laughs> All right, thanks. Thank for being you guys here, so Jake. much for uh, having me on. It's an honor. All right, thanks for being here. Right, bye.